Hey, it's me, Stephanie, and this is Sanctioned by Stephanie. And this week, I am welcoming um, an out-of-stater, somebody who's not in the Michigan comedy scene, but is, I mean, all the time, like, really all up in our business. <laughs> but he comes to us from uh, from a land down under, <laughs> even further south than downriver. Um, he is the creator of The Crumbly Cup. He also um, runs a fantastic room at Ernest Brew Works in Toledo, correct? That's right. All right, all right. Everybody, please put your hands together for everyone's favorite regional comic, Mr. Dave Crumbly. Did I say that right? I haven't heard anyone introduce you as a... It's, it's an honor to be here on the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> good, to, good to see Jamie. Jamie's taller than I than I thought he would be. This is this is cool. Yeah, all of that is true. Uh, and, and and from Toledo, it's 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 Detroit adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. And we're not quite Detroit little brother. We're like third cousin. Yeah. We're like molested third cousin. Yeah, with of Detroit stricter weed laws. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they hate us down there. Yeah. We don't we don't get to have fun. No, fun is illegal in Ohio. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a short drive up here. Always love doing shows and. It's good to be here on the pod. Good to be here in, in the studio. Yeah, welcome to the sanctioned basement. This is the palatial estate. This is, this is <laughs> we got insane. the fake uh, wood wall. Yeah. We got the... Uh, this the, is like Skywalker Ranch We got here. the big black dildo right there behind you. That there shack. Is a, whoa, that is a big black dildo. That, that <laughs> looking right at you, That too. thing's almost as big as mine. <laughs> that was my 40th birthday present. So everyone, welcome. Uh, uh, Shaq's making an appearance again. So nice to meet you, Shaquille. <laughs> so, Dave, um, you have been you. OK, so I I met you pretty early on. And when I started doing this, we did a show out in Temperance together. And um, and uh, I started going to your open mics and some of your rooms and checking it out. And uh, and really, like you always end up with like good venues to to have stuff at. Like, I actually really enjoyed Ottawa Tavern when that was going um, I want to yell at their owners and be like, hey, we need to do that again. That was fun. It was really fun. Um, how do you, how do you, uh, how'd you get all these places? And, you know, like, uh, how'd you get to be a showrunner? Uh, you uh, wait for everyone else to either move away or quit. Mm -hmm. And then you become the showrunner. <laughs> so everybody out there, just like fuck out, just outlive your enemies. Just outlive, your outlive, outmaneuver. <laughs> no, it's just like people move away, they advance. The guy that used to run Ottawa Tavern, this guy Ryan Chernick, great comic, mm -hmm. super funny guy. Um, he was running OT, and then OT, uh, you know, shut down. There was an ownership change. There was COVID uh, during the interim. He moved out to DC. So I was the next logical man up to to talk to ownership and say, hey, what if we did stand up here? And then we did it over there for, I don't know, two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it was good and it was bad, but I, I, I didn't really know how to how to promote yet. Yeah. And uh, same thing with Ernest Brew Works. They were running open mic out there when I was in Portugal. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I did one. It was just like, we've all done these where you go in and... Um, no one knows what is happening. Right. There's just people on stage talking into a microphone into an abyss. Right. Of people who did not come for stand up. They don't even understand 
the context of what's they just know they're being talked to right and like they're being yelled at right and this guy on stage is like you're being rude to me but it's like no you're being rude to them right they don't know what the fuck's going on but i was there and i was like man this venue is like super cool Mm -hmm. we could do something with this spot Mm -hmm. um ernest is like um it's a really big deal in Toledo. They're expanding. They've got three locations. Mm-hmm. You'll just be out and see people rocking earnest merch in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like, it's a big deal in Toledo. So to be associated with them. So I was talking to the guy that ran that, uh, John Holly, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, we should like keep a relationship with these people because uh, I think this is a really cool opportunity. He was just done with it completely. Yeah. I talked to the bar owner. I was like, let's just, we, this is a great spot. But we got to do it differently. Mm-hmm. We can't just throw up a microphone and expect people to magically know what's happening or right. show up or be excited for it. And we're doing it differently. And we've done two so far. We're, we're two for two on sellouts. Okay. The next one is this upcoming Wednesday. We're doing a fundraiser for Toledo Pride. Okay. We got, uh, Diana Graham, Alex Bozanovic, and Mike Boone, who are three of the best comics in the Midwest, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. They're all great. They're coming in, and uh, that's going to rock, and hopefully we're three for three. Okay. So I think in the like the 10 minutes, and also this is how I communicate. Mm-hmm. I communicate in long monologues. That's fine. So hopefully somewhere in that 10-minute info dump of, of, of autism <laughs> and excitement, I answered whatever the question was because I've long since forgot it. Okay, so, um, so that's, how I I, that's how I operate too. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I was just asking you how you got into show running. Like, so, um, so you're doing, you're doing, uh, you do shows in Toledo, you do shows up here. I've been seeing you. We actually did a show with Mark Bonto a couple weeks ago. Um, gosh, has it been a month already? It's been a while. It might have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you're getting around. You're going out there. You're getting around. You've been, I hadn't seen you in probably a year. I think it was close. It's been close to a year around the, the last time I saw you. Um, first off, I want to say like you were on like a pilgrimage, weren't you? I had to go. You had to go. I had to go. Yeah. I had to go. <laughs> I had to get out. You had to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And how, like how on earth. Did you do this? Uh, it was a very strange circumstance. So my buddy Jordan, mm-hmm. um, before he was my Lisbon hookup, he was my Brooklyn hookup. Mm-hmm. So he would go out of town on, on a conference, out for business for a week or so, and I would go take care of his cat, right? Okay. So free place to stay, go do open mic, go hang out, go see the city. He Pretty moved legit. To, yeah. So yeah. like he moved to Lisbon. So I thought it would be the same thing. We are there for a week or 10 days or... And I would come back. That's what I told my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ran into some visa issues. And he ended up being stuck in the States for like six months. Damn. So I made the decision, the tactical decision. Like, okay, when else am I ever going to have this opportunity to have this apartment, beautiful apartment, central Lisbon, to myself? Like, I'm just staying until he figures his shit out. Yeah. And that was almost six months. Damn. And I did stand up just about every night out there. They've got a really great English language scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, you learn so much. Because here in the States, 
you know, we, we talk about diversity, right? And, it, and it's important to have diversity. But our idea of diversity is if you have a woman and a black guy, you've got diversity. Right. But these shows, it's like Brazilian woman, Chinese woman, mm-hmm. Israeli guy, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Korean guy, Lebanese guy. And it's just like you, you, you meet all these different people and learn from them and kind of like learn their style and learn what they're about. Yeah. And like how to how to present to an audience where it's like the most multicultural audience. Because it could be an audience of German people who think this is funny or French people who think that's funny. Yeah. You have no idea who these people are going to be in this crowd. Right. Because if, if you're Portuguese, you're probably going to the Portuguese language shows. Right. Um, so it was a really like interesting challenge every night. Yeah. To just like, you know, how do you... How do you present to uh, a, when you have no idea what the culture is going to be and you, you're unfamiliar with the culture? And it can be like a mixed room too, right? Did you get a lot of tourists, like people Did, that were tourists that coming to your shows because yeah, it so was English language? It was mainly expats. What's that? Um, people who used to live in the States or an English language speaking country mm-hmm. have moved over there and now they're looking for like, you know, entertainment Right. From back home. Okay. And it's it's like kind of a, a comfort blanket thing for them. Okay. Um, and there were there were some tourists, but yeah. it was mainly just people who live there and are looking for connections with other English speakers. Yeah. And uh, like just your day to day there. So you quit your job then, right? I, I quit my job. I was the first person in the history of Mommy Supply, ah, ah. a plumbing <laughs> company in Perrysburg, to yeah. send in a video resignation. Where uh, I had sunglasses on uh, because I was like, well, I might cry during this. Because I love my job. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. I was just like a baker in a warehouse. Yeah. But it's like, I love the people. I like the pace of the work. I enjoyed it. Perfect autism guy job. It's grid-based. <laughs> right. You can do an AirPod in. You have the perfect amount of social interaction. Ah, oh, it was perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I quit my job and I just hung out. Portugal is not a super expensive place if you do it right. Right. And I did, uh, women hate me to talk about crypto, so I will keep this 10 seconds. <laughs> I did well a couple of years ago. I got yeah. very lucky. So, you know, I can just kind of hang out in Europe for a few months and be chill. And it's That's not so a big awesome. deal. Yeah. That's so awesome. How old are you? 37. Okay. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Dayton. Okay. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, which is about an hour north of Cincinnati. Right. And uh, Toledo is, I would describe it as better Dayton. Okay. Okay. Whenever I'm back home in Dayton, I'm like, I'm happy to be in Toledo. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Toledo's, a, Toledo's actually okay. How'd you migrate to Toledo? Uh, my stepfather got into University of Toledo Law School, mm. and I ended up uh, in that package, uh, and then I just sort of stayed Yeah. until uh, I ran away to Portugal for six months, <laughs> and then came back. And then came back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, so growing up, were you a funny kid? Yeah, well, I was I was funny, but it was also it was tough because I had a really bad stutter uh-huh. as a kid, like really bad. Mm-hmm. So like I couldn't really talk until I was like 
I don't know, 10. Okay. Like coherently speak. Right. So like a lot of speech therapy. Okay. So I was, um, I became kind of, you know, the class clown afterwards. I was like too much because I was making up for lost time. Mm. So I was just like fucking a ham an obnoxious kid <laughs> just in a, just an obnoxious unlikable child right and then i don't know like you know 35 36 i calmed down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so um so like uh in high school did you were you a drama kid were you uh athlete were you a nerd what did you do what yeah. was your thing in high school yeah, I, 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 I played football until uh, I got to Toledo, okay. and it's like, you know, because I was big, and I was reasonably athletic, mm-hmm. but then it's like, you get to, it's like, all right, well, these guys, they're bigger and stronger and faster, so mm-hmm. what is your role? <laughs> Getting the shit kicked out of you in practice. <laughs> Right. And I very quickly was like, oh, I'm just going to be fat and play GameCube instead. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. We got Mario Kart Double Dash and uh, fl- I think Flaming Hot Cheetos yeah. had just entered the market. <laughs> like, Were you a Dunkaroo it's kid? Ta- oh, t- I, was, yeah. I worked at Kroger and uh-huh. I went off on that employee discount. Mm. Like, I went wild with snacks. You got them fresh Dunkaroos right off the truck too. Dude, I was <laughs> robbing. They were falling off the truck. So you were, so you were, um, you were always chunky. You were always big. Oh, I was always a big fatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like then, always, I was. I mean, there was never a time in my life that I was anything approaching normal weight until, like, uh, my early thirties, and I yo-yoed a little bit, mm. and then now I think I got it. Yeah. Under control. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so stand up comedy, how did you, how did this happen? Uh, you know, it was always like, you know, once, once I started talking and calmed down a little bit, like, mm-hmm. Dave, you're, uh, you're, you're funny. You're so funny. You should be a comedian. You should, but I always figured to be a comedian, you had to live in, uh, New York or LA. Yep. I didn't even Same. know it was possible. Same. Here. I didn't, or Chicago. I didn't, I had no idea it existed here. Mm-hmm. Just no idea. So they opened up a comedy club right down the street from my apartment. This place laughs Inc. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's right down the street from me. Right. And I went, they had an open mic. Mm. And I went and I was like, I could fucking do this. Yeah. These people are Dog shit. <laughs> Holy Christ. I'm going to go up and I'm going to be the king, right? That's going to be incredible. So I go up the next. It was a monthly thing. I have a month to prepare. I was like, oh, I fucking got this. And I go up and I am worse <laughs> than anyone. <laughs> who I saw the previous month. Yeah. Because I just I just went white immediately mm-hmm. and forgot everything, everything. Uh, just immediately. Yeah, and I stood there in silence for I don't know a minute, mm-hmm. and which is a long time. Yeah, and when you're in that moment, it feels like an hour, mm-hmm. and then it's like, can we just like pretend like this didn't happen? We're restarting. <laughs> yeah. And then it was oh, God. some one time you just really want to do over. Yeah, so fucking bad. And yeah. then I talked to Mark Phillip. 
Okay. He was there okay. that night. Uh, bowling, bowling green icon, Mark Phillips. Yeah. Coming and back to Grumpy Dave's, I see. Is he? Yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. And, uh, yeah, so uh, he uh, he was like, yeah, you know, we've got... He kind of explained the circuit a mm-hmm. little bit. So we've got open mic at the hookah shop and, you know, come to that. Mm-hmm. From there, I... Open mic at the hookah shop. Yeah. See, guys, this is what we deal with as comedians. Yeah, we were at the hookah shop, um, uh, suck it hookah. Uh-huh. Like... Suck it. I've got two words for you. Suck it. Yeah. It's weird. We didn't get a lot of women comedians <laughs> rolling in the suck it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was that was Mondays and I would just go and just bomb horribly. Yeah. And just have anxiety attacks before and after. It's like every single fucking week. Yeah. And then the goal was just like, don't be the worst set of the night. Right. That was my big goal. Yeah. Don't don't be the worst. And then one week, I was better than John Holly. All right. There we go. There you so, go. And that's... So you were pretty hooked from the beginning, though, right? Yeah, I loved it. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just needed an outlet. Because I, I, was, I was working I was working for Bernie Sanders. Oh, okay. Very, very divisive. Okay. So and this is... So how old were you? This is 2016. 2016. Okay. All right. So it was pretty apparent he was not going to become the president. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, you got to do something. You got to figure something out. And yeah. It's like, you got to make the decision. As, as all Bernie staffers did, it was like, okay, do we show up at the open mic or do we burn down a Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs> and look, I respect... <laughs> My colleagues who burned down the Wendy's, burned, burned Hardee's to the fucking ground. Holy shit, not Hardee's. But yes, there's not very many of them left. Yes, I know. That's why they went after them. Oh They're going my. after the capitalism endangered list. But yeah, and I just uh, just started showing up to the open mic, and I haven't, I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. Uh, um, what is uh? So, like, since you've been since since you've been doing this, has uh, anyone really encouraged you? Did you have like anybody besides other comics, like your family? Are they into it? Nah, I no? don't really. Uh, I, I I don't talk to my mom. My dad. My dad is 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 uh, he's supportive because like he always had the dream. Mm-hmm. He was always one of those like I'm, I'm I should go one week and. Do, and talk about it and talk about it. And talk. Yeah. But never... And my dad's hilarious. Yeah, like, like same. The classic thing where, like, my dad's funny. My dad is so much funnier than I am. Mm-hmm. Like, so quick. It's but, wild. Like, I don't talk to my mom either. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's really cool, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, and my comedy. My comedy. Like, you ever um, uh, watch stand-up with your dad? Yes. Yeah, yeah growing up. We loved George Carlin, Pryor. Yeah. Just, uh, we loved HBO. Yeah. Like, we watched... Whether it was stand-up or, like, Sopranos together. Yeah. Like, that was our father-son thing. It was, like, Cincinnati Reds baseball and HBO. HBO. And <laughs> WCW Red. wrestling. Right, okay. Was the three important things in the Crumbly household. <laughs> NWO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For life. <laughs> um, so, what? Uh, who would you say are your biggest influences in comedy? I, I mean, I, this is, like, the hack answer. I love Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld to me is mm-hmm. beyond everything. Yeah. He's like, I can't, I can't imagine like having that kind of 
that that kind of impact on the world. Right. No, for real. We're just still. I mean, that show went off the air. 1999 mm-hmm. and it's still every single day millions of people whether it's netflix or television syndication or legal streaming still watch it's still important it still makes an impact mm-hmm. it's still relevant yeah and uh like the older i get the more respect i have for like people who are you know mainstream mm-hmm. that's not like i think that's just like how how you can your stuff can hit with children. It can hit with old people. Yeah. It can hit with hipster coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Every demographic thinks that right. you are interesting. Right. Like, those are the people that I really respect now. It's crazy because Seinfeld is one of those shows, Friends. I mean, you always see everything. Like, always, Friends is always on. And, like, Roseanne and Golden Girls. Yeah. Like, those Still, are the shows. Those enduring, are the shows. Enduring. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's wild. Um, so like besides, um, besides your influences, who, uh, do you like to watch today? Like who do you, who's, uh, like comedians, it can be people, you know, it can be people you don't know, like national comedians. Well, uh, there's a local comedian I I love. I don't know if you've heard of her, Stephanie Ann. (laughs) She's great. He's only doing that because I yell at him at his, uh, crumbly cup. Oh, we got to talk about that, too. I have been verbally and physically attacked (laughs) at at multiple crumbly cups. It's so funny. I go in there, and I'm like, I'm just going to act like a hard ass if I, like, don't get my way. Jensen is scared of you. Oh, she is? She's scared of you. (laughs) Well, I was a drunk at the time, so I'm I'm sober now. I'm going to her wedding. Do you want to be my plus one? Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Pop up from the shadows. With a steel so chair. Oh my god! No, no, no. I was. I will say. Um, I was a little shitty with her because I. Um, I was a little <laughs> drunk, and uh, and I do apologize. And it's part of my uh, uh, my own program that I'm putting myself through. It's not a twelve step program. It's like a two step program. Okay. Stop drinking. Say sorry to, for people to like that you pissed off. I. I all. I'm sorry, Jensen. Okay. Uh, don't kill me. <laughs> when I see you. Or don't be afraid of me. I'm not scary. <laughs> I'll protect you, Jensen. Yeah, no, it's so funny, but like, uh, okay, so let's talk about Crumbly Cup. Let's do it. All right, so Crumbly Cup, how did this come about? Uh, I was I was sitting around, and I was like, uh, what, uh, I think it, it was like March Madness, mm-hmm. actually. I was like, we should do March Madness for stand-up. How would that work? It's like and just like the math, it's like sixty four. That's a lot of fucking people to keep track of mm-hmm. and organize and be on a Facebook chain. And thirty two is, is the number I settled on. It's still a lot. But it's, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's a lot, and it's you know. It's, but it's huge. It's epic. It's a night. You know, it it's is. a good night. It is. And uh, we've we've uh, we just did our fourth a couple of months ago. There was a kickoff in earnest. And yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing that I. That uh, I I love about Crumbly Cup that it actually is has sort of worked is like you were pissed about the Crumbly Cup because the Crumbly Cup held value to you right yep. yeah if you're at WrestleMania right you're eighty thousand people <coughs> you're watching the match for the Intercontinental Championship the Intercontinental Championship is not a real thing right it's it's not it's fake it's totally fake. it doesn't count but yeah. in that moment you lose yourself and you're like. 
I fucking, if Seamus doesn't win, I'm going to kill myself. Like, you care in that moment. And it's like people were actually, people wanted the Crumbly Cup and people mm-hmm. were in the crowd, like, yeah. sitting up. Who's going to win? There was, you could feel that well, there in was, in the like, car on the way there, it was like, we're going to treat this like a wrestling event. Yeah. that's what, And it was like, okay, like, Stephanie, you're the diva. You got to be the yeah. diva. If you, and the whole thing was, it was like, I was like, all right. And then a couple pops later, yeah, you know, that was like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is rigged. <laughs> like, of course they're going to pick the fucking TV girl. <laughs> like, if, I, like, if I rigged it, I would give it to myself. It was funny as hell. If you rigged it, I would you end, don't even compete. I would end up with the cup. We just had the craziest one. Like, everybody went up, right? And then it was just like the winner's name was just drawn, and hey, you get 500 bucks. Nice. <laughs> it was completely random. Just the people who went up had their names in the bucket, and it was random who won. It wasn't a contest. It, it was just. It was just like if you got picked to be out of the 20, the 20 people, <laughs> your name got put in the bucket, and then. Like Elena Gonzalez was third, <laughs> then uh, Barb was second, and then fucking the guy that won, Todd, he won, and it was just the funniest thing. I was. Just Let me like, tell you, if ran- not- that random ass competition, yeah. that's what it was. Let me tell you, if if five hundred was on the line, I will be. Rigging I showed the up bucket. for that shit. <laughs> I'm rigging the bucket in that case. But- Standing in the back, just writing your name on little pieces of paper, throwing mm-hmm. it. No. Yeah, one no. really big piece of paper. One really big piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So you get down to okay. So you've done. All right. So you've done how many of them now? We have done four crumbly cups. Four, four yeah. crumbly cups. Okay, and it is. It's it's you know basically what a minute. Thirty-two comics. Uh, each comic does uh, a one-minute set. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I pull the two names out of a bucket. Comic A, comic B, comic A to 60, comic B to 60. And then this is the part that I think makes it interesting. Is like we have these three judges mm-hmm. who sit right in the front of the room right. with giant laminated cards yep. with an A or a B. And you hold it up for the comic that you like. Yeah. So it's like immediate judgment, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it can create some controversy. You can create, but something else I enjoy is And you like, switch them up too. I just kind of randomly, you come, you go, you, because people leave, they got to go yeah. to the bathroom, whatever you. So it's just like these people's specific taste. Because mm-hmm. if it's just like, because I've had people suggest, like, oh, why don't you have text judging or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no. Like, the randomness is part of what makes it fun. Yeah. And if we're just trying to give a, a, a trophy to the best comic, Fuck, I'll just mail the thing to Josh Adams. Right. <laughs> why, why are we even having the thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, if we're just going to be objective about it, we'll mail it to Josh. But, right. Uh, yeah, that's like that. It, it's, it's, it's chaos. Fun. It's, it's objective. Fun. It's fun. It's, it's like it is a fun time and it is like, you know, there are a lot of real close calls too, you know, and, mm-hmm. it's, and that's the fun and part of it. you don't know. You don't know. Even if the room was electric for this person, and I always stress this to the judges, yeah. it's your opinion. Yeah. Don't go by the room. If, if, if this person bombed, mm-hmm. but you love them, vote for them. Yeah. Like, to your judgment. So yeah. that it just it's you never know. It's unpredictable. And uh I like it. It's really fun. And that and it inspired Diva Cup. Yeah. It inspired Diva Cup. Um but with Diva Cup I just wanted to do like a more improv kind of thing cuz it was I was like I started seeing people do like we would do like improv at um, my open mic. And I was like, "Oh, we should do more of that, you know." And Jake Russell kind of was like, "Yeah, you could do like stand-up improv." 
I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So, um, all right, uh, let me see. What else do I want to ask you about? Oh, oh, um, so back to, back to Lisbon, back to Portugal, doing comedy there, okay? Um, is it more, like, is there more, do you think it's more competition out there than? Way less competition. Okay. Because, like, stand-up is already a niche thing. Mm-hmm. And then stand up in a language that is not the host nation's language is like a niche of a niche thing. Okay. So there's really only like maybe 15 comics Mm -hmm. in the scene. So I went in pretty much immediately just like, put you on stuff. We're excited to have somebody in from America. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was just eating shit. Yeah. Bombing, bombing, bombing. like, Like, and people are like they're giving you advice after you're uh-huh. they're trying to be nice like what if you died? <laughs> you, I was like I've been doing it for six years I know how to do it ah fuck yeah um because I was just like it's a whole new culture mm-hmm. and I'm trying to talk to them about stuff that they don't know about or don't care about right you know like they don't know what Tom Brady is right they don't know what this they don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl dude right when they air the Super Bowl in Portugal, the Portuguese broadcast, they don't have ads. Really? No. They have a static image of the field. And the commentators just talk because there's no demand for the Super Bowl ads. It's on it. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Nobody cares. Damn. So, like, uh, so and it really hit me that I had to change. I had, a, mm-hmm. I had a terrible set. It was after a show. I was talking to some girl who came to... To, to the show, she went into the bars afterward. Mm-hmm. Which there, here, if if a if a if a fan likes you, mm-hmm. they just badger you all night about, you know, brother, I've always thought about uh, doing stand up myself. Uh, but you know, I was in the army and I got uh, I had the kid and then I got my dog got run over and you know and they start trying to like tell you jokes mm-hmm. and corner you. Yeah. There when they like you, they like fucking take you out to get you drunk. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah. But I'm talking to a girl after a show and she's like talking about stand up and she loves stand up. Mm-hmm. She's a huge stand up fan. Right. But she did not know who Dave Chappelle was. Really? Had never heard the name Dave Chappelle. Really? And in my head, I'm like, how is that? Wow. Possible, yeah. But then she shows me her Instagram and it's all comics, but it's French comics mm. because she's French. Right. Dave Chappelle is not talking about anything relevant to her or her life. No. She likes what she likes, and that opened my mind. It's like, okay, I can't assume that they know what I'm talking about. Right. And I had to start, once I started talking about um, concepts Mm -hmm. instead of things. Right. Like, I started doing well immediately almost every night. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, the jokes were even just about the same, but you tweak it to be about an emotion and an experience Versus like a cultural reference that right. they're probably not gonna more relatable. They don't know what the fuck a Michigan driver is. Right, like right. They, they like, don't know. Gretchen. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. The weed. They, they have no concept of like a hot politician. Yeah. They don't have hot politician. They're right. all old stogie guys. <laughs> so right. just the concept of like you know we got this fuckable gov. They can't even pro. Yeah. Or like just like English weird phrase weird turns of phrase like I lost them one night. Because I talked about, you know, dropping acid. Oh, really? And they just don't, they have acid. They do it the same way. 
but they don't. The term dropping, they're like, they you lose them for a second. Like, right. did you lose your acid? Did you? Did you? Yeah. Okay. They don't get okay. that. You, that means put that it under your tongue. Do and it's, it. It's yeah. go time. Yeah. yeah. So just like having a really to do it, you're sort of doing like ESL stand up. Right. Okay. Or doing it kind of like, you know, like eighth grade reading level. Right. And not like an insulting way at all, but like because their English is much better than my French or right. Spanish or. I mean, some of these guys spoke five or six languages, seven languages, eight languages. So right. it's like, if you can just kind of meet them at their level, mm-hmm. and that taught me so much, and I think I'm a much stronger performer because of it afterwards. Nice, nice. Let's talk about not being a fatty anymore. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so um, how did you lose the weight? Not eating. Not eating? <laughs> no, you got to cut that shit. It is bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I look at food like it is a tiger. Right. Like, it is a dangerous tiger mm-hmm. that I let out of the cage, and I'm very wary, and I'm, I got my gloves on, yeah. and it's like, you know, I got my, my zoology degree, and uh, I'm just, I have to be very careful. Yeah. I have to be very careful. Yeah. Very careful. Like, I don't, um, I never eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rarely eat, I'm, I'm. I like I uh I pound coffee all day. Are you like a intermittent fasting? I'm a one meal a day. You're a one meal a day. I'm that one. I like that one big stuffed meal, right? See, that's completely opposite of like what we were taught, like to eat small meals throughout the day, like the. Well, that works for thing. people with a with normal brains, mm-hmm. which we do not have, right? And B, as food becomes more addictive and more unnatural, more people are likely to be, they just can't say no to this stuff. It's mm-hmm. de- it's designed to be addictive. Mm. And in Europe, it is much, like, I wasn't watching my weight at all. I wasn't thinking about calories. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I just lost weight mm-hmm. because they don't put poison in the food. When right. you eat a, and when you get a pizza, it's not... 14 inches it's like an eight inch thing with a ton of flavor right but you're still full but if you put an entire pizza in front of me i'll just eat it regardless of size i can't help myself yeah an animal yeah okay all right so no (laughs) self-control i have none i can't like i don't i spend so much more money than i should because i have to do like take out a ton or go to the grocery store every single day Mm -hmm. because i can't have stuff all over the house i can i go to my friend's house it's unbelievable to me they'll have a thing of oreos right Mm -hmm. up in the cabinet and then i go back two months later yeah just the same thing of oreos in there yeah because when they have people over Mm -hmm. there's an expectation they can go in and take two oreos and Mm -hmm. i have i have candy for my guests right they never eat the oreos yeah yeah what the hell is i can't imagine Ah, oh, God, I just can't. Yeah. You see my facial expression. I know, I see you exactly. See the pain. It's awful. Ah, it's brutal, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, will always, I will always have fat brain. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, no. Always. I will never, I will, because the second that I kind of loosen up on it and go mm-hmm. like, oh, I can, I can put on 20 pounds. I can get fat on you. In three, you give me three weeks, mm-hmm. I could fat out. Yeah, like unbelievable, twenty five yeah. pounds. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, my whole thing is, is like I, I can't eat big portion. You know, I can't eat big portions. But I find when I only buy what I need, you know, like I don't buy any extras, no snacks and stuff like that. If I only buy my meals or whatever, I lose weight that way. Um, the other thing too is I do have fat brain still, and 
I relieve fat brain by watching TikTok videos of, of food <laughs> instead of actually eating food. That just makes me hungry. Oh, no, it does. I, like, I don't know why. It's this like, is the true test of fat brain. Did you ever watch um, Super Size Me? Yes. Did it make you hungry? <laughs> we, we, we got the brain. Uh, yeah, we, got the, we got the fat brain. I think we ordered Arby's <laughs> or we went and got Arby's. <laughs> I was like, don't get McDonald's. I Anything have a but distinct McDonald's. out of my thousands of McDonald's trips with course in my life. Uh-huh. I remember very few of them. I remember watching that with, with my college roommate. I'm like, so we're going to McDonald's, right? right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's back when a McDouble was a dollar. Are you kidding? When the dollar menu was the dollar menu? Dude, ben, me? Ben's addicted. He's addicted Under to the dollar menu. George W. Bush's reign. He got the prices of, the, of those hamburgers down. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick little break, and uh, we'll be back with more Dave Crumbly. Are you ready to laugh until your sides hurt? Well, every other Wednesday night at On the Rocks and the Sushi Bar in the heart of downtown Wyandotte, Michigan, we have a comedy open mic night. Starting at 10 p.m., you can join us for the nonstop laughter and delicious food. Comedians, don't forget, if you want to come and try it out at the open mic, you can sign up at 9.30 p.m. and grab your spot on stage. And here's the best part. Before the show, enjoy half-off select appetizers at On the Rocks. That's right, mouth-watering sushi and delectable appetizers at an unbeatable price. So bring your friends, bring your laughter, and come have a great time with us. And we're back with more Dave Crumbly. We were just saying uh, when we took the break, uh, I, I asked you and I was like, oh, wait, we better get back on and do that. Um, what was, <laughs> What is your, uh, your go-to fat out food? If you put me in an Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. They would fucking call the mob to get me out of there. <laughs> I will destroy that. I will just start chewing on the plates. Uh, I, like a real authentic Italian restaurant, not Olive Garden. Any, give me oh, the, any? Give even me Olive Garden? Garden? Oh, shit. Give okay. Literally, give, I, I'm, 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 I'm... You're a monster at Olive Garden. I'm putting... Like, I'm making my own bread bowl. Oh, okay. Like, I'm taking the unlimited breadsticks mm-hmm. I'm putting them in a bowl I'm kind of spooning them down okay then I'm pouring the Alfredo the, uh-huh. noodle, the, the noodles onto that bread okay and then I'm going through with a fork and knife and, and I'm just eating it like I'm that. making like a biscuits damn. and gravy it's wild damn like I go when I go off mm-hmm. which is a couple times a year now so when they had that like wild unlimited pasta bowl or whatever I had some erotic experience. Yeah, with that. <laughs> at the Olive Garden. With the Olive Garden. <laughs> it's unlimited. Oh, yeah. They used to have this, like, Italian margarita. Yeah. And it was a margarita with a shot of amaretto. Why was that, like, the best drink ever? It was so good. And then you just sit there and, like, 
all the breadsticks, all the salad. And like when I was way bigger and I could eat like this, I would just like, I would tear that shit up. But my go-to fat out food, I think it, it has to be like popcorn, shrimp, tacos, or shit. What is my other? Bread. Like anything with bread. Like oh, yeah. Anything with bread. Like pizza. I could not even pizza, but like cheese bread, cheesy bread. That shit is like my go-to. I but can just like, take like I can't buy a loaf of bread mm-hmm. because I will take the shredded cheese mm-hmm. and I will just pour it and I will make ten grilled cheese sandwiches until, <laughs> I, until that I'm bread. sick. Like right. literally, I'm an animal. Yeah, yeah. I need help. <laughs> need help. Help me. Well, you're doing good right now. Thank you. I am very thin and beautiful. <laughs> I'm very tan. You are very tan. Incredibly tan. I was the I was hair. In, the, the hair is the great. Hair is wild. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in Portland for ten days. I just got back cool. yesterday. Yeah. And yeah, I was outside for almost all of it. So I am nice glowing right now. Nice. Yeah. Portland. Um, I got a cousin in Portland, and he says it's a great city. Portland rocks. Portland's Portland's beautiful. A lot of homeless folk. Yeah. A lot of and dumb people. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Portland is like if you had like GTA Eight, right? Okay. Like the world of GTA Eight okay. photorealism. <laughs> this is the most incredible, beautiful, detailed version world. of this. And then you put it with the AI of uh-huh. GTA Three, and people are just walking into each other. The controls are very clunky. Um, yeah, people are Sims on crack. When they, this is the, this is the big thing when people when you're in a bar. Mm-hmm. When like you're you know you're you're in the line at the bar here where they kind of fan out a little bit right there you line up like children really like going for a snack there's like you line up in a straight line mm-hmm. so to get to the other side of the bar you have to like swim move right to like sack the quarterback to get through them but if you do not do it that way they will yell at you really you're skipping the line no <laughs> oh my god. Trying to be efficient. It's wild, wild. Yeah, they're very, very dumb, but they do have, they have a beautiful, but I think out there, I think the, the, the thing is when you have very moderate climate, mm-hmm. when you have it like here, if you're too dumb, you'll die. Right, no, yeah. You'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll fry to death, you'll starve to death, you'll freeze to death. Yeah. There, when, when the environment can't really kill you, yeah. you can just kind of chill. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> you just need a jacket. Nah, you just need a little jacket. <laughs> they're way they love they're way in the fentanyl out there. Oh really? They love fentanyl. Damn. They're lots of people dying crazy then. Crazy for it. Really? Dying or kind of in the process of death. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. It's like it's definitely like it they are they're definitely slowly dying when it's they take that. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Damn. Yeah, the downtown is just like one big beautiful botanical garden. Though you got the flowers, you got trees. You got, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Real zen it. kind of place. It was nice. I did a lot of reading under gazebos. What was like the was best there. food there? Yeah, they're, they're, they they do really good pizza. Uh huh. They do a, 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 a smash burger. Mm. They do that. Those are kind of there's the seafood is all you know caught from the water. That yeah, day kind of stuff. So. Pretty cheap though. I was into it. No, very expensive. Oh, that that kind of Port, food. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Food was more expensive. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Everything's very expensive. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
No living on the cheap in Lisbon. No, no, no. I, I, I was talking about Portland. Oh, Portland. I'm sorry. I thought. I'm sorry. I got. I got Portugal. Really... Portugal. Well, both ports. Yeah. So. I don't know why I thought you were talking about Portugal. Again. Portugal. Sorry. Yeah. Compared to that was to U.S. That very was affordable. Cheap. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No. Portland. No. Definitely yeah, more Port, expensive Port, than here. Nuts. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Zero fetanol, zero fetanol in Portugal. That, <laughs> if anyone was confused, I'm sorry, on, I was confused for a Portugal, sec. If you're in Portugal, you can get yacked out every night of the week. Yeah. You will but not. Portland is fentanyl. You capital. will not overdose on fentanyl. Portland, you will immediately overdose on fentanyl. <laughs> on fentanyl. Okay. Stay, stay away. Stay away. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the unsanctioned seven, the seven random questions that we do on every episode of Sanctioned by Stephanie. Are you ready, Dave Crumbly? I'm ready. All right. Would you rather be scared or make someone else scared? I'll be scared. Be scared? Yeah. You like a good scare? I don't, I don't like, I don't like, um... Are you like, are you like, like a haunted house person? I don't like pranking people. You don't like I pranks? do I do love haunted houses. Okay. Okay. I love I love I love showing up a little a little big to the haunted house because it's real. Right. It's real now. Yeah. We're at we're I'm we're confronting each other. Right. I'm gonna I'm running. <laughs> I'm running I'm through jumping, the haunted house. I'm jumping over fences and shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number two. Um let's see. Oh, what sport would you compete in if you were in the Olympics? Uh, the, uh, the the eating, <laughs> competitive eating, competitive eating. Me and Joey Chestnut. <laughs> would you be one of those guys that dip the hot dogs in the water, or would you uh, just just shove it, just eat them normal? I would be I would be scamming the system and just leisurely eating hot dogs. Leisurely. <laughs> I would just have a free hot dog meal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else tortures themselves. <laughs> You're like, I'm just in this. Okay, um, question number three. Um, oh, what question do you wish people would ask you? Dave, how are you so handsome and talented? <laughs> God, God, you're so... What a good-looking guy. It just, it just, it really troubles me. Because I look like shit and have no talent. But I look at a guy like you, and I'm like, whoa! Man, I bet you have a big dick. I like questions. I like questions like that. You like questions? Those are fun questions. Those are my favorite. I like when I'm in a job interview. Uh huh. And they're like, Dave, you're, how are you so handsome and funny? And I go, well, you know. I was bullied. I love it. All right. Let's see here. What number are we on? Four? All right. Um... What show on Netflix did you binge watch embarrassingly fast? Uh, they they put out a, a a series about about the quarterbacks. Uh huh. Okay. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and, and, and those guys. You know, I because I think I could still make it in the NFL. Really? I still yeah. I'm still holding out a little bit of hope. So. You know, if, if I can get inside the head of Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, we can we can Z scramble, we can get out there, we can run a bootleg. <laughs> you know, I think I think there is like a third string fullback position for me. Okay. Out there. Okay. Yeah, maybe with you know a good opportunity with Jacksonville or Oakland. Get it. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> 
Patrick. So you so you binge watch that. That's your binge watch. Okay. Um, would you rather be rich and famous or rich and unknown? Okay, so I think that uh, successful comics, not on the level of like a Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. but on the level of like a successful Patreon. The people on that level of fame, so like I was at Skankfest last year, right? It's a big okay. comedy festival in Vegas. Yeah. And you see the people there who actually have like real fan bases from podcast or Patreon or YouTube or whatever. And the people who recognize them and their day-to-day existence, the only time someone's walking up to like Brendan Sagalo is because they're a fan. Right. If you're just someone who's just famous for being famous, mm-hmm. you are bothered all the time. From people who are just like, oh, I should be bothering you because... Right. Right. But it's like, if you're walking up to Mike Racine at the gas station... Right. It's because it's like, oh, I, I heard you on Legion of Skanks, or I mm-hmm. saw your set at the stand, and I'm a fan. Right. To me, like, that's the perfect level of fame. Yeah. You can live off of your thing comfortably enough, and when someone bothers you, it is positive. Right, right. I dig that, too. I think that's awesome. Because it's got to be hell being, like, Justin Timberlake. Right. Where it's like, okay, you have all this money, and, but everyone knows your face. So everyone, even if they don't know it's like, that's Justin Timberlake immediately, they're staring at you. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, that's fucking who? That's, that's some, that guy. The entire room is doing that to you constantly. I mm-hmm. wouldn't, that money wouldn't be worth it to me. Right. Because, like, you couldn't go hang out. You couldn't live, you know. Right. Um, we on number five, number six. All right. Number six. What takes a lot of time, but is totally worth it. Getting good at stand up. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, I'm mean, some people, they're good at it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Others, it's not, uh, it takes, takes a long, just like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a gratifying thing to like, I've I've not mastered it by any means, but like to be to just like be able to like conduct people for 15, 20, 25 minutes. Right. Like very few people in the world, you know, public speaking, they always say like that's the number one fear. Right. Of the common person. Right. And to go out and like seek to get good at that. Yeah. We're, and the, to, and to we're make the weirdos. People, we're the weirdos that want all the attention on us. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. And I got to make you laugh. Yeah. This interval. I don't know you. We have no rapport. We have no connection beforehand. Right. You don't know me from television. Mm-hmm. I'm just a stranger. Yeah. Okay. Connect. <laughs> connect. You have five minutes to connect with me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, that's, you know, imagine like being, being on a first date. It's yeah. like you have, you have five minutes on a first date. It's like she's going to go home with you or not. Have you ever done speed dating? No. Because that's, it's the weirdest thing. It's got to be the weirdest thing. Like, it has to be. I would just do my ass. Yeah. I would literally do. (laughs) Do the five minutes? I would literally do my tight five. (laughs) My tight five. 20 different times. (laughs) That's better than going to a fucking open mic every night. It's like doing open mic in New York. (laughs) We just just bounce around on the bus all day. (laughs) All right. Final question. We ask everybody the same final question. Um, where do you see yourself comedy-wise in the next five years? What do you see yourself doing? 
So I've got a lot of plans for Toledo comedy. Nice. It is frankly like, okay, we have a city, you know, there's about 250,000 people in the metropolitan area of Toledo. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, And to have like zero independently produced shows uh, is like, there we have all these people and uh, I, I, we just never did it right. We've never done pr- promotion right. And I was just copying the people who did it, how they did it before me. Right. Which was, you set up a microphone, you make a Facebook post, yeah. you maybe buy an Instagram ad, maybe. Maybe. And you just expect, by magic, people are going to come. Mm-hmm. And then you get mad at the people who do <coughs> show up because they are they don't know what's happening. Right. And, um, you know, just being in Lisbon every night, seeing it done really well from, mm-hmm. from different people, from different cultural backgrounds and different experiences and getting to bring all that back here to try to like make it bigger let's do it right yeah let's do it right and for me um there's no reason why we can't have you know a weekly showcase and you know one or two mics going every week oh yeah you know it's like you really need are there 200 people in toledo who would pay 20 dollars to see a stand-up comedy show if there are, I can lead, like, a lower middle-class life in Toledo running comedy shows. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, this, you know, earnest keeps going well. We expand. We keep doing more shows. Mm-hmm. I'm running four or five shows a month. We have a good circuit yeah. in Toledo and the surrounding areas. And we really, like, build. Because we've never had a real scene in Toledo. Yeah. We've had people talking into a microphone. We've mm-hmm. never had a scene. So yeah. I want to like actually try to build something worthwhile that people can be proud of in Toledo. Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll come down and visit and help you out we'll as love, much love as to, we can. Yeah, I will have an open mic. I will have hey, an I'm open a, mic I'm solution. I'm a Monroe girl. I'm a, we're, I'm a Monroe County girl. Yeah, you're right heart, over the so. border. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I will have an open mic solution um, within the next few weeks. But our next show this Wednesday night. Yep. Ernest Brewerks. And that's your Pride show? That's our Pride show. Uh, jokes for Pride. Jokes with Pride. Okay. I had Chat GPT name it. <laughs> but wait, wait. Chat GPT. Chat, wrote every Chat GPT. thank you email to my kids' uh, <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Here's 17 unnecessary paragraphs. I, you know. <laughs> Just thank them for a wonderful year and future years to come. <laughs> I, I came I came up with a better name for it um, after, like immediately after I had the posters printed and all the ad materials. Uh-huh. Stand up for pride. Oh, yeah. Which is what it will be called next year. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. That's cool. worse. This is why everybody freaks out about AI. We're smarter than AI. We are. We're we are. better than AI. Yeah, that's a better <laughs> idea. But yeah, we're, we're raising money for Toledo Pride. It's going to rock uh, if you're in the Toledo area. Come on out. Uh, yeah. Clapticks.com. Clap like the disease. Ticks <laughs> like tickets. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 20 bucks. We got three of the best comics from Is the Is it TIX or TIC? TIX. TIX. Okay. So. And Wednesday night, August 16th, that's going to rock. We're doing monthly showcases over there. And Clapticks, the ticket for whatever the current event is, will always be at that website. Okay, cool. That's where you go. Okay, cool. And um, and yeah, like I wanted to say, there's um, 
a really funny Toledo comic that I, I I'm not going to say their name, but, um, you know, every time they post the, them going up, they say the number that they're on. And we started around the same time. And it shows you how different it is here in this scene that I can do over 200 mics in my first two years, you yeah. know, in my first, in my first year I did over a hundred, definitely over a hundred, close to 200, <laughs> like, you know, but I mean like, and they're, and then they've been doing it about the same amount of time and they're like on their like 50th, you know, and the more that you do, like the more that you build that scene, like the more, the more talent's going to show through. Cause that person's hilarious, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> When when you can only when like hustling is doing it twice a week, when like you're really grinding and it's I went like a little crazy. Three or four, <laughs> it's like yeah, you just you get better at such a slower rate. Yeah, and and when there's a more opportunity, so when when things are good, when things are thriving, when things are flourishing, mm-hmm. like and a spot is bad, mm-hmm. you can just throw it away and find something else. You know, there were, there was a bad situation at Trixie's mm-hmm. really bad situation. And people were like, okay, well there's a million other options to do shows at. Yeah. Let's just do one of them. Right. But like in Ohio, when something goes wrong or something is bad, it's like people are desperate mm-hmm. and they cling to these situations, whether it's like, it's just like a super, super shady place yeah. or just the show just sucks. Right. Like you just cling because it's like, well, if we lose this, we're... So... Yeah, I went to an open mic recently and I was like, I don't know why this is still going, <laughs> you know? Because someone <laughs> is just desperate and it's like, that's something I really learned in Lisbon was just the standards are so much higher. Yeah. Like every audience member knows what is happening. Even if it's an open mic, mm-hmm. it's just a free open mic like they're there for comedy they're there for it they all know what the fuck is happening right there's no tvs on right the idea of and i would tell these people i would tell like we would there would be because i had to unlearn all these bad habits Mm -hmm. because i went and i was like super yelly and super over the top and I'm already over the over the top and yelly, mm-hmm. but I was more so because like I'm so used to here. You have to fight for attention. You definitely do, yeah. Because there's so many people that don't even know what's happening, and you gotta like yell at them. Mm-hmm. But when you're there, and it's like they they they're there for it. They know what's going on. Yeah. You don't have to yell. Yeah. You can just talk. Right. And then it just it it's it flows. It's it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just when I came back, it's like. I can never, and I've been a lot more selective about like what I'm going to travel to and what I'll right. go. Cause it's like, <coughs> I just cannot ever be in that situation again Yeah, where you're in a room and like, you're trying to present, mm-hmm. you're trying to perform and people don't even know what's happening. Right. And I can't ever put people in, it, in that situation again. Right. So, right. Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, so, uh, anything else coming up that you want to promote? Uh, yeah, um, September, it's so weird, like, when you're on the, when you're on the, the spot with stuff like this, it becomes so impossible to, like, how does my calendar work? Right. How the fuck? How the fuck do I get it to work? Okay, I, yeah, I don't I know, I it. might want to use how the, how does my calendar work? <laughs> I figured it out, I'm a genius. Okay, so what do you got coming up? 
September 13th, we're doing uh, a co-promotion with the Motor City Comedy Festival. Okay. We're day zero of the Motor City Comedy Festival. Okay. We have uh, five or six comics coming down from the fest with Dan Turco. He's bringing a, a carload of really funny comics. All right. From all of we got comics from Denver. We got comics from LA. We have this is literally like a showcase of comics from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, September thirteenth at Ernest Brew Works, okay. eight o'clock. That is gonna rock. That's gonna be sweet. Like the talent, like that. That's that. Yeah. I'm really excited, yeah. and it's all people that I've never met or seen before. Right. So I'm I'm really hyped for it. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. I'm excited for you. Um, I uh, just wanted to say um, I'm working on a I'm working on a Diva Cup scenario. So we're um, we're probably gonna announce that on the next episode that we do of Sanctioned by Stephanie. Um, so more information on Diva Cup uh, number six pretty soon. Uh, the theme is I Love Rock and Roll, uh, and your judges will be winner of Diva Cup 5, Jermaine Williams, and Scott Sfeeland. So, um, and leather pants will probably be worn, especially by myself and Scott. I don't know about Jermaine, but um, we're hoping. Uh, what else do we got going on? Oh, August 24th, uh, I will be at the machine shop in Flint um, for Dustin Cole's uh, special and uh, I'll be up there with uh, Robin and Jason Gilleran and uh, Dustin. And there is um, a Flint comic on the bill. I can't think of his name right now. So I don't want to say the wrong name. Um, but that I'm ha- I have that going on. And then um, I don't have anything until... Wow, Stephanie's not really, I am not really booked at all. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything until the end of September after that. So um, so anyway, just keep, yeah. Oh, oh, on the rocks always every other Wednesday. Um, the next one is, wait, how does my calendar work? The next one is <laughs> August 23rd um, on the rocks. And we do that uh, every other Wednesday at 10 PM. So, um, thank you guys for listening as always. Thank you, Dave, for coming. I hope you had a fun time. I had a great time. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. I'm glad that we, um, we got, uh, Toledo's greatest treasure, um, to come up, to, uh, across the border. So am I the first Ohio comic on the show? Um, yeah. Cause technically Joe Morgan is from Michigan. He's a Michigan boy. Yeah. He's yeah. a Michigan boy. I met him in Toledo, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think you are. Um, and uh, but not the first, uh, not the first Louisiana comic. <laughs> We've had a Louisiana comic, so. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Thanks a lot, Dave, and thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you don't subscribe, uh, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, and uh, like us on Instagram, uh, and uh, follow me, the Downriver Diva. All right, bye. Thank you.